fucking die, I said. I said, you fucking die! What? No, no. I was talking to Kim. Stop. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss the Pixies. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. Hey, it's Donnie and Paul again, and today we're going to be talking about the Pixies. One of my favorite bands. Pixies, a band that's so influential. If you know anything about rock and roll, you got to appreciate the Pixies. And you've heard Pixies songs, and you yes. may not even know it. That's right. And if you've heard Nirvana, you've heard Pixies. Oh, yeah. Because Kurt Cobain <laughs> himself said that he was just trying to rip off the Pixies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and the, that sound in particular is that quiet, loud, quiet Yes. And the, everything else dropping out but the bass kind of thing. Exactly. The The interesting story about the Pixies is when they began, Black Francis. Yes. Frank Black, whatever his name is. At the time, it was Black Francis. It was Black Francis. So he put an advertisement out for um, someone who likes Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Husker Du. All and right. Kim Deal shows up. Right. Without an instrument and having never played an instrument. <laughs> And and that showed on the first record. So what do you do in the eighties? Right. If you have a cool chick in the band, what instrument do you give her? Well, you give her the bass. Of course. And this I know, his teeth as white as snow. Gas it was to see him walk her every day into a shady place with her lips she said She's cool, and she knows what sounds good. Yes, and then uh, between her and the other bandmate, bandmates, they kind of showed. And and what was cool for a band like them, they didn't need a busy bass player, right? You know, that's a, she just needed to hold it down. That's right. That's right. And you know, and yeah, she could hold it down. She didn't do anything anything crazy yeah. on the bass. 
but she could keep time. Yeah. And that's really all she needed to do in her voice. Her voice is so cute. Like, you know, it, it was it, such a, a, a difference between her voice and Black Francis. She really kind of had that template. In fact, the, the Pixies had the template for what would become modern rock bands. That's, yeah, they, they were doing it. They, they were doing alternative before alternative was alternative. That's right. They had broken up before alternative was alternative. They were on their last wheels, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. But no, did I even say that right? Uh, I don't know. Trump Le Monde. Le Monde. Le Monde. Le Monde. I don't know. That was the one with the eyeballs, right? I believe so. Yes, yeah. it was. That was a good record. I think so. The thing that struck me early on was, you know, "Come on, Pilgrim," "Surfer Rosa." Right. That was a very different sound for back then. Oh yeah. Because everything up to that point in modern rock and definitely in radio was really slick mm-hmm. and big. And you wouldn't have a song where the bass would just be carrying everything for a minute while the singer sang some weird songs about cutting up eyeballs. Right. Dog. Have you ever seen that movie? No. That, and I hope I'm saying that right too. Uh, that was a movie made by Salvador Dali, and one of the scenes is somebody taking a razor blade across an eyeball. Oh shit! It and it's gross as fuck. <laughs> and it's a black and white weird movie, but you should see it. There's other. It's just. It's a very surrealistic. You know, it's like a guy's palm with a hole in it, and all these ants start coming out of the hole. Oh, so it's just imagery. It is. So so basically, it's like uh, it's like those French art films from right. the 60s. Right, right. You know, let's watch water go down a drain for 10 minutes. Yeah, kind of... but disturbing. 
Yeah, okay. You need the disturbing part. Otherwise, right. it's boring. Right, and that, and a lot of those those French art films were just fucking boring. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> so what I was getting at with this is the imagery of the band, lyrically, it was all very surrealistic. At a time when, when rock music is basically, rock music was very sterile Yes. At, at that point. For the Pixies to come out with a song like Caribou, I love that song. I fucking love that song. And yeah. that, that song made me love the Pixies. Yes. The other thing I liked was that the surf guitar sound. Yes. Joey Santiago. Yeah. And that surfy guitar was not cool. Everybody had to be a shredder back then. Right. Everybody's doing the two-handed tapping bullshit. Mm -hmm. And here comes this guy who's like, you know, and it <laughs> yeah. was like awesome. You listen to some of the some of these Pixie songs, and you would think that like, the lead guitarist, like, oh god, did he just learn how to play his instrument? Right. But then you watch them play that shit live, and he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. It's not like he can't play. Oh, he, he can play. He's an awesome guitar yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And David Levering, who was the drummer, and, and I guess still is, yes. uh, they've reformed, but uh, he had played with Cracker and a few other bands. That guy was tight as shit. And one yeah. of the wild things, you ever see the, the video, the Loud, Quiet, Loud documentary? Oh, oh, about the Pixies? Yeah. Yes, I Where have he's that. doing like magic tricks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Up. <laughs> Weird dude. And then he started, I think he started doing like some Vicodin or something mm -hmm. after his father died. And there's a scene where they can't get him to stop playing. Like he's, he's like rocking the song. They all stop. He's like locked in. And right. he, they have to yell at him to get him to stop playing. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things I've seen. Right back right now, we're just gonna fix these monitors. We'll be all set. Just hold on for one sec. Fuck this It's a fucking mess up there. I can't hear shit. I don't know where we are. It's just a cacophony of just like going on. Weird. I have the same earplugs in. I'm not high. I'm nothing. I thought I was watching someone having a breakdown, a meltdown. I couldn't understand why he kept playing. It was all it was all a mistake, and it was my monitors. You know, I don't drink before a show. Well. 
I'm having a glass of wine. And then for a while, Kim Deal was in The Breeders. I love The Breeders. Check, check them out. The, the record Last Splash. Yeah. Whole record beginning to end. Yep. It, it is weird and wonderful. It's like, it's like the perfect record if you like that kind of music. On the last splash. Absolutely. If, if you like the Pixies, then it's it's a, a nice addition to that thing. And, and you had told me that you were a fan of Frank Black and the Catholics. Oh, absolutely. They never caught me as much. But again, his wordplay is very clever, very edgy. I, I can't think of too many songwriters as prolific as, yes. as Frank Black slash Black Francis. And I have a huge amount of respect for that. I, any artist who... Just works and works and works. And that's is, what he does. Is an artist. Kim Deal, when she, she did quit, her and Black Francis would fight a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes physically. fought over exactly but um, I know that she was doing some heroin for a while yeah her sister was really trying to help her keep it together and it just it was just I don't know then after that there was a sort of a fallow period where you know she had some personal problems she was living in several different places in the country she put a whole band together that band turned into dope fiends and disappeared on her she tried to record a record she basically recorded a whole bunch of stuff and then scrapped it after you know wasting a couple hundred thousand dollars and she was dejected about it all then she got back together with her sister and her and her sister started working on stuff more seriously no problem with that get to new york city okay this is hard for me get to new york city now i have to concentrate on something that goes she still has problems with it, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, Kim, Kim Deal's a she's an odd one. You get that in that documentary too, right? It, she's um, she's definitely out there. 
Kim Deal was replaced by the Pandora's bass player, and her name was Kim Shattuck. Really? Yeah. And no relation, sadly. Um, but she didn't last very long because I think she she stole the show a little bit from the other guys. And as much as you you know you would think that the guys in the Pixies would not have huge egos, right? They do. Oh, oh, of course. They do. Black Francis has a huge ego. Oh yeah. And and uh, I'd seen him live one time, and he has a microphone on a stand next to the drums, and I'm guessing it just goes right to uh, maybe the in ear uh, monitors or something. And that's where he kind of talks to the band. Mm-hmm. And he seemed to do that like every song. Yeah. Like, don't you have a playlist? Right. You know, don't, don't, I mean, a set list. Don't you have, uh, practice? What, what do you, what is he saying? And you never knew what he said. Right. And he never really talks to the audience. I've heard that. And I haven't seen the Pixies, but I will say that for Christmas, my daughter, my daughter Jackie, got got the two of us tickets to see uh, Weezer with the Pixies opening. I've seen them a couple of times. The last time I saw them, they were opening for Robert Plant. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, were you telling me about that? Robert Plant loves the Pixies. A lot of these musicians love the Pixies. Sitting here wishing on a cement floor Just wishing that I had just something you wore I put it on when I go lonely Will you take off your dress and send it to me? Recorded by Steve Albini, right, the producer, and because of that, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page recorded a Plant Page album with Steve Albini. Oh wow! How weird is that? That almost sounds like it wouldn't fit. Well, it, and it wasn't a hit, mm-hmm. but it's not a bad album at all. It's it's just it's not Led Zeppelin, right? Which it shouldn't be. That kind of goes to show you the importance of Steve Albini. Those people loved those early Pixie albums so much. Yeah. That, you know, Nirvana used them for a year or Yeah. Have you heard Razorblade Suitcase by Bush? Yes. Good album. Yeah, it is. Just wanted to be myself. Hey, you said you would love to try some. Said you would love to die some In the middle of the world on a fish hook You're the wave, you're the wave, you're the wave Swallowed, followed Heavy about everything but my love Swallowed 
again, so pixie-like. Oh yeah. You know, just incredibly pixie-like. There's a number of artists, but the reason everybody wants him comes back to the pixies. Yeah. got into the Pixies was Doolittle. Okay. And of course, Doolittle is a classic album. It was one of the ones that a lot of people, they wouldn't cite it as their favorite album because it was the biggest selling one. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, I'm looking at the song list on here because I just don't know them off the top of my head. Yeah. Debaser is a great song. Wave of Mutilation, great song. Here Comes Your Man. That's being used in commercials now. Monkey Gone to Heaven, great song. And one my favorite on this record is Mr. Greaves. Give Mr. Greaves another listen. Oh, yeah, I, I, I love it. And, and just, it's like a two-minute song that goes through about 12 changes. Yeah. You can cry, you can moan.
reason I have a, a thing for Monkey Gone to Heaven uh-huh. is I remember hearing that, and it was just kind of on in the background. I was like kind of digging it. And then when he gets to that quiet part, mm-hmm. you know, and if he goes, God is seven. Yes. God, like that made me stand up and like, what is this? I've never heard anything like this before. He thought them a myth. He learned they're quite real and not to be messed with. That's really when they came onto my my radar and I really enjoyed it. But I believe that's about the time that started having some tensions, right. which is typical. You know, yeah. you start making your money, mm-hmm. all that's, and, and that's when it starts going on. That's when I think Black Francis threw a guitar at Kim Deal on stage, mm-hmm. um, you know, shit like that. But they kind of soldiered on a little bit. The Breeders happened in that time period. came out with Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. 
what you think about Bossa Nova, but it was kind of a disappointment at the time, although I really like it. I like it, too. I, I'm, I don't like everything on it. I like Valoria. Yeah. Uh, Valoria's a great song. I like Allison. Allison's a great song. Yes, yeah. Um, Dig for Fire. Dig for Fire is a very good tune. Uh, oh, Hangwire. Yeah. I, I can listen to that song over and over. It, it's it's just a killer song. How does that compare to uh, Trompe le Monde? There are better songs than on Trompe le Monde. But Trompe less of them. Yeah, there, there are definitely less really good songs. Right. Oh, um, there was one song I had heard a story that um, I think it was Bird Dream of um, Olympus Mons. But I think that Kim Deal, somebody had suggested that Kim Deal should sing that. Yeah. And, and Black Francis was like, no. Yeah. And that, that was a, a part of... Well, that's that's when they broke up, technically. Yeah. My song off of that is Planet of Sound. Yes. That song is yeah. brutal. <laughs> We're just kind of gushing about yeah, the Pixies. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in total fanboy mode right now for the Pixies because they're just a great band. All right. Now, so you were the one, I think, who told me that you liked Indie Cindy. Indie Cindy is is really good. There's just a bunch of great songs on there. My favorite, and it's, you know, and it's the most poppy sounding song, but, you know, poppy sounding songs. Yeah, that's become, right. They become popular for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and Greens and Blues. Yeah. I love, love, yeah. love that song. That's and probably that, the only one I can think of off the top of my head from that album, but it's great. <laughs> Thank you. 
this is where, you know, the Kim Shattuck thing happened. Apparently, she played a show, it was great, and she dove into the audience, and then they fired her the next day. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're in the Pixies, if you have a female bass player and she quits, you have to get another female bass player. Right. You know, same with Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the template or whatever. Right. So they eventually ended up with Paz, and mm-hmm. she was in uh, Perfect Circle. Right. Have you heard them? You're a big uh, Tool fan. Oh, huge Tool fan. I love Perfect Circle. Yeah. yeah. Well, so she ended up in the Pixies. I, I guess she's the Pixies bass player now. And the thing I've noticed, especially with Indie Cindy, mm. was that the, the critics destroyed them. I mean, Indie Cindy got just the most brutal. I think it was Pitchfork gave it like, you know, zero stars. So it was the worst thing that ever came out. And I think it was purely because the guy was a Kim Deal fanboy. There's definitely something to be said for that. And I think you're correct. Yeah. Yes. Kim Deal added something phenomenal to the band. Right. But, you know, just because Kim Deal isn't there for it, Indie Cindy is a great record all by itself. But you changed the, the bassist, bassist, bassist. We had to when she left. We uh, had no choice. And she left for mysterious reasons. She's yet to explain herself. If she wanted to come back, will you allow that? I would allow her to, yes. Why would anyone to leave the Pixies? The sound of the new album is very Pixies, very similar to you sounded uh, decades uh, ago. I don't think they'll ever get a fair shot as far as critics go anymore because either you weren't there as a critic when this was going on and you don't quite get it. Right. Or you're some pussy fanboy, soy boy, millennial bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I thought Head Carrier was a decent record. I I listened to it a few times and it's it's not my favorite. You do get... Diminishing returns on yes. their albums. I mean, it really is sort of a, a, a full circle kind of thing where they kind of built up to Doolittle. Yeah. And then they kind of built down to yeah. you know, Head Carrier. Incredibly influential band. You know, as I've said before, I, I collect vinyl, but I only collect really awesome records. Records that I think just should be heard so that if there was an apocalypse, I could get a bike and my turntable and still listen to my fucking records. Right. But that Doolittle is on there. Yes. And also there's a a compilation album that has the best songs. I I don't normally go to compilation albums as a first, but the compilation album has, uh, their songs are so short. Right. All right. So like looking at Trump Le Monde, Mm. here are the song running lengths. One minute, 48 seconds, 2 minutes, 6 seconds, 2 minutes, 50 seconds, 3 minutes, 2 minutes, 13 seconds. Wait, it's like a punk rock record. Uh, yeah! Now we won't seem relaxed and ride the tide. Drug running on this Panamanian screamer. Two songs in here that are in the four minute range. Right. Everything else is like one to three minutes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, write a good hook. You don't need to just stuff shit in it like you're the Doobie Brothers for, you know, right. half an hour. Mm-hmm. 
that's probably one of the main things I love about them is the economy of what they did. And that, and I think that the people who appreciate that are usually punk fans. Yeah. You know, and I mean, because I'm a huge fan of Bad Religion, and that's what they're like. Their, right. their records are, are two minutes long. Sometimes they're like a minute long right. songs. Right. But they're fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. I love that. Not, they're not an ounce of fat, fat on them. They're just great, great songs. You know, get in, get out. Right. Awesome song. All right. So we're obviously big fanboys. Yes. I, I, I am a total Pixies fanboy, and yeah, I just gushed this whole. Yes. This, this whole podcast. He is wet. I am. I'm drip, dripping right now. I, I'm sitting on a sponge. <laughs> Start at the beginning with the Pixies. It's worth it. It is. All the way through. Uh, yes, definitely. Dig it. First time I, I, I heard the Pixies would have been around 1988. I found it just about the most compelling music in the entire 80s. The very obvious now, but not obvious at the time, dynamic of keeping the verse uh, extremely quiet and then getting erupting into a blaze of noise for the choruses. This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck. Amigos, gracias para escuchar.